0: And happy friday everyone fun friday here on the paul farrington show paul farrington joined by michael rotundo and robert ziggy ziegler gentlemen how are you on this fine friday our first friday of march
1: i'm doing pretty good practicing some editing for the uh, paul farrington show but other than that we're doing good
0: oh uh, yeah both both of these guys sent in uh, and edit today ziggy we ziggy we've gotten masterful stuff from before but michael with his first edit i get text ziggy from michael about you know 25 minutes ago he says i don't have time for this shit i'm so frustrated <laughs> literally literally doing everything correct and things are still wrong so annoying you need to hop on zoom and help me asap and i'm reading these like oh gosh i got to get on before i lose him i need need to keep him involved with the editing you need to be yeah, yeah. but well, then, yeah. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> free labor. Yes. Um, but then then, you know, I hopped on Zoom with Mike and and you put together a good edit. So the first of many, hopefully, of free labor. <laughs> <laughs> all well, right. Well, let's get some
2: stuff for me because it's spring break this week. Uh, Friday, last day of classes. And I just got a week of hanging around, do a little light reading. I've got a uh, let's
0: see if I can get this out
2: here. I've got one big book I have to read. Give me a sec. It's it's actually quite large. Here we go. But Be- besides this, <laughs> I got to read through this. Oh, other than that, gosh. I got nothing to do this
0: spring break. So Ziggy we're gonna is, have some fun. Ziggy has a book in his hands. Look, everyone, everyone knows I'm a thin guy. It's probably bigger than both my wrists put together. How long how long do you think it is, Paul? Take a guess. Take a guess here. How many pages?
2: Yeah, real. Oh
0: gosh, what is that? Like fourteen uh, hundred. Oh, nothing that terrible.
2: It's only 980. Oh, Come my on. gosh. What do, what do you still, think they are, barbaric?
0: It's, it's a big book, though, Ziggy. That's a lot of words on, on the, the page there. So Ziggy's, Ziggy's got that and editing to do. Uh, I'll, I just have editing and work, and Mike just has editing. <laughs> so it's coming together here. Guys, why don't we hop into the first uh, of our listener questions. We don't have... Full on sentences, uh, full on questions from listeners this week, but they had some topics they wanted us to touch on. The first is Ali Marpet, the Buccaneers Pro Bowl guard who called it quits at age 28 earlier this week after seven seasons in the NFL. And what's surprising a lot of people is he's in the middle of his prime, not many injury concerns. He just straight up decided to walk away. His father told Jenna Lane of ESPN, I think he accomplished his goals. He values his health, is looking for more challenges. Allie is a very strong inner voice, and he's courageous enough to follow it. I'm in awe. His father ended that with, I'm in awe as well. So a lot of people surprised. Uh, and this is going to be a big hit to the Bucks' offensive line. A couple, couple stats here that will blow your mind. If the Bucks' pressure percentage was a team total, their pressure percentage with Marpet would have ranked 6th best in the league. Without him, 29th. So this is a guy who impacted Tampa's offensive line possibly as much as anyone uh, along their starting five. Uh, but he walks away with $37 million in the bank. Uh, and you have to say, that's a pretty good amount of money to walk away with. So I don't blame him. It's just a little surprising. How, how are your thoughts on it, guys?
2: Yeah, I just couldn't believe it. Um, usually when players are going to retire like this, there's a lot of buzz, right? Sports reporters are talking about. There's a will They won't. They Marpet. I mean, he made his first pro or he made yeah he made his first Pro Bowl this season. So a lot of people haven't heard about him, but he's been one of the most underrated players in the NFL for years. He was a critical part of the Super Bowl run. And you know, at just twenty eight, you've got to be thinking like he had a chance. If the Bucks can get a quarterback retool a little bit, like he had a chance to win more. It'll be interesting to me to see if he starts a trend because he's young, he's in his prime, but he's made a lot of money. More money than you really need to have a, a nice little head start in life, right? For $40 million at age 28 is a... More than a head start. More than a head start. A, yeah, well, just, just, a, just a little bit of a head start, right? But I think players are starting to realize as time goes on, they can make a lot of money pretty quickly if they're good and... You know, not have to deal with ass devastating knee injuries, back injuries, arm injuries, the kinds of shoulder injuries, the kinds of things that can just cripple you as you're getting older. I think it's smart. I think we're going to see more players doing it. But boy, in this case, I couldn't believe it. Just a three o'clock on a Sunday.
1: Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. For no linemen, especially. I mean, you're always slamming into the defensive lineman. You guys are always running into each other in order to protect your quarterback or running back. So that takes a toll on everyone. And what's the average uh, age that people retire in the NFL? Or how many years? Like two and a half, three? Well, I'm not, I'm not sure
2: that's a good comparison because most players are out of the NFL at that point because they're not good enough.
1: Well, that, that's true. I mean, the average age or average years is in is like two and a half forever. So he already eclipsed that. And his story's great. I mean, he came from a D3 school, Hobart College. I think, fact check me on this, is he the highest drafted D3 player ever?
0: Oh, that's a good fun fact. I, I'm not sure. I'm
1: not so sure, but he might be the highest D3 player drafted. And as you said, he impacted the or he impacted the game for the Bucks in a big way. I mean it's gonna be a big blow, but you got to um preserve your health for as long as possible. And maybe he's moving on to next stage in his life with a lot of money.
0: You got so that stat, Ziggy. I saw I saw the little yeah. glow in your eyes for a second.
1: Highest drafted
0: third highest drafted division three player
2: at sixty first overall. And was wow. one of only three active Jewish players in the NFL. Wow.
0: Hey, great oh. fact, Michael, and better fact, Ziggy. Well That's done a there. double fact. Do, well do you
2: know there. who the other two are? Other two Jewish players in the league? One of them you'll feel bad for not knowing. The other maybe not. Uh, Rex Burkhead. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's just a random guess.
2: <laughs> you got Mitchell Schwartz and Josh Rosen.
0: All right. I, yeah I, I had no idea, no idea. I just thought, I thought maybe maybe Burkett could have been Jewish. Uh, Ziggy, to go back to your point, I agree with some of it, but then I also disagree. What I agree with is that players right now they I do think they're starting to realize once you have your established brand, once like the the personal brand which is bigger than ever before, you can go into alternate routes than football to make to make money, make a living, find something you're interested in. I mean, hell, look at all these pot look at all these podcasts that are popping up uh with players like Tom Brady is a podcast. You know, Kyle Kyle Hamilton is gonna have a podcast in the NFL. Some players are able to do that, the superstars. The other guys, though, they're also able to go and use the leverage, you know, where they've come from to go and be personal fitness trainers or something like that. There are more opportunities with social media to promote your brand and I think to to make a living outside of football than ever before. And there's more of a awareness in society of what the risks are of football that players are going to be motivated to possibly walk away i disagree with you though because i i ultimately don't think it'll start a trend the reasoning for that is we've seen much bigger names than ali Marpet walk away i'm just going to name a few and don't get on me because i have i have more to say calvin johnson andrew luck barry sanders is the big one that everyone always refers to Luke Keekley recently, Patrick Willis, and you're going to say, Paul, but Calvin Johnson and Andrew Luck, those guys, Keekley, they were all injured. And I'll say, yes, yes, they were injured. But the, the thing is here, they would have kept playing had it not been for their injuries. Ali Marpet's really a, one of few exceptions to walk away from the game completely healthy. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's actually, I encourage it for him. But these guys love playing, especially when they're in the prime of their careers and they're that good. These big names, they make a lot of money, money talks. So guys like Ali Marpet, who are making thirty seven million dollars, I think they want to keep playing. They want to keep making money. The only reason that these other guys walked away is because of injuries like Andrew Luck would be in the league. Still, if it weren't for injuries, that's why I don't think there will be a trend is because ultimately these guys love the game. But I, I would be encouraged, if I were Ali Marpet, to walk away.
2: Well, Paul, here's what I think is going to happen. Um, I think we're going to see an increasing bifurcation in the NFL among elite players. There's going to be guys who retire a little bit earlier, like Marpet, who haven't had serious injury concerns or whatever. I also think there's going to be players who stay a lot longer, guys like Tom Brady, Andrew Whitworth. Right, players who are old, who have had some injury concerns in the past, but love the game, and because of modern technology, modern nutrition understandings, new training methods, whatever, are able to play a lot longer.
0: Yeah, no, I think think that's a a great. I think that's a great point. You'll have guys who push the extreme, and then you'll probably have a few guys like there will be more Ali Marpets, but I don't think by any chance that this will be a widespread thing of like, oh, I'm going to walk away at 28 because. Guys just like to play. A lot of times they're forced out of the league. If, if they're healthy, I think they're going to keep going. But in terms of their general safety, it, it's better, you know, leave a 28 if you have $30 million. Well,
1: also, um, real quick, maybe he had injuries that he didn't tell anyone. Or that's maybe, a, they, were smaller, maybe he, they were smaller injuries, but he was afraid that they would become uh, larger than they should have been.
0: And when you've been in the league for seven seasons as an offensive lineman, that's a lot of wear and tear on your body. That's a lot. Like you said, Mike, a moment ago, you're clashing heads with D linemen all day, every day. Like, there is a lot of wear and tear for an offensive lineman to go through, especially in seven seasons. So you wake up one day and you're just saying, all right, I'm kind of tired of this and I don't need to do it. Like, let me let me do something else with my life. I'm 28.
1: You can always come back if you want. I mean, he can, he he can take, come take, back if wants. Take wanted. two years off. Love for the game comes back. And... So... Ali Marpet.
0: Good. Yeah. So Ali Marpet, uh, congratulations to him. I mean, good good for Ali. Twenty eight years old, thirty seven million dollars in the bank. He walks away relatively unscathed, hopefully unscathed, uh, as far as we know it.
2: Congratulations, Ali Marpet, and uh, rest in peace to Tampa Bay Buccaneers <laughs> yeah. for winning
0: the NFC <laughs> yeah. South next year. You get the Saints at plus two twenty, lock it in right now. Yeah. You like it? You like Tampa? I mean, that division is going to be... No, kinda, I like the rough. Saints. Oh, the Saints. The Saints, yeah. yeah. You can get the Saints not as favorites, but at plus
2: 220, they're going to bring Jameis back.
0: Oh, I like that, too. The rest of that division is in shambles. Unless yeah, if The Panthers are over. terrible. The Panthers are terrible.
2: The Buccaneers, even if they get Kirk, aren't going to have a good offensive line. Chris G is going to be gone. The defense is in shambles. Oh, I Saints think it's plus Kirk- 220.
0: I think if Kirk goes to either Tampa Bay or Carolina, that that team could win the NFC South. We'll see. But you you are not going to get the Saints at plus
2: 220 once Jameis wins. Do you disagree with that? A
0: Kirk Kirk Cousins-led Panthers or Buccaneers? I do not think the Panthers are good,
2: no. The Buccaneers maybe, but they're going to need – the Bucs don't have a lot of money to play with, Um heading into free agency, even though the retirements are helping them out a lot. They went all in this year, and they're not going to be bringing back key contributors. The Bucks, maybe. The Panthers, no shot. They've got a bad coach. They've got a bad offensive line. They've got a bad defense. They've got a poorly structured offense. No.
0: Do you guys see what Mike Zimmer, uh, the reports about Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins have recently been coming out? That Zimmer, no, what have we seen, Paul? Uh, Zimmer is openly was openly not mocking and not mocking is not the right word, but more criticizing or complaining about Kirk and team meetings. Uh, I don't think it was in front of cousins. Like I'm, I'm sure that it happened occasionally, but this was to other coaches while they were talking, saying that Kirk just wasn't getting the job done. He wasn't playing to the level they needed. And according to the reports, other coaches sometimes chimed in and agreed with him. Now, was that the reason Mike Zimmer was fired? Not completely. It's been a couple of years of the defense deteriorating. Um, and ultimately some disappointing seasons. (laughs) But I've said it before, Mike Zimmer never wanted Kirk Cousins. I don't think he ever liked Kirk Cousins. Uh, And that certainly affected the relationship and is part of the reason that the Vikings have struggled the past couple of years. But it's just, it seems that Mike is saying what a lot of the Vikings organization won't admit, that sometimes Kirk Cousins is the problem. Sometimes, like, you have to look at and say, okay, maybe we shouldn't have paid this guy $84 million guaranteed. And I, I, Ziggy, as a new Viking fan, I I hope that you... I'm curious where you come down to this. Do you want to see Kevin O'Connell fully, fully support Kirk moving forward? Or are you hoping that they're looking in another direction?
2: I'm fine with either choice. Honestly, I think the thing is, is... Mike Zimmer, especially these past couple years, needed someone to blame because he was a defense minded head coach who did not give a rat's rear end about the offense. He did not. And yet the defense utterly collapsed under him, and Kirk Cousins did his best to try and win games with a bad offensive line, bad play calling, and bad defense. I'm going to trust O'Connell's judgment here um, and Kuei Fiodofo Mensa's judgment. If they think that cousins for another couple years is the solution i'll say okay let's see what you can do if they think getting rid of cousins is the idea i'll say okay let's see who you bring in but they don't have any more exciting options this year especially getting rid of his contract becomes a lot less onerous after this year and unless they're offered like first round picks for kirk cousins and turn it down i'm not going to be mad if they keep it
0: that's my thought too unless if it's one to, uh, or, unless if it's a first, first round, round pick, pick
2: along yeah. with taking on a significant amount of the money, if the like Vikings say yes. no to that, it's yes. delusional.
0: Yes, completely agree. Moving from the Vikings, from mine and Ziggy's Vikings over to Michael's Giants, Joe Shane at the NFL Combine didn't exactly indicate that the Giants were shopping Saquon Barkley, but said, quote If anybody's going to call and they're interested in any of our players, I'll certainly listen. Now, there's been a lot of discussion among Giants fans, a lot of debate throughout Saquon's entire career, perhaps maybe the beginning of his rookie year when he was excellent, as to whether or not the Giants should have taken him with the second overall pick. I was always a fan of it. I know a lot of people who weren't. This year, they picked up his fifth-year option, $7 million, fully guaranteed. They cut him. They don't save anything. There's no reason the Giants are gonna would ever cut Saquon Barkley, and they'd be crazy to do so. The question is, he's 25 years old, He's been banged up a lot throughout his career, but we know the talent is immense. When he's healthy, he can be a game changer, like very few players in the league can. Do you want to extend him and take that risk of paying a lot of money to a running back who might not be on the field, or trade him now and try and get some value while the Giants are seemingly going through uh, a very near overhaul of their roster? Mike, I know you're the Giants fan. You have these discussions all the time. What do you want to see the organization do with your star?
1: Now, Paul, I want to show you what I have here.
0: This is oh, a very nice
1: Saquon Barkley jersey. It's beautiful. I've worn it a couple times, but I've been, I haven't been I've I've worn it a couple times in the first year. He's Michael. Played, Michael, how many times have you worn it? Maybe like eight or nine. He's always you've injured. worn it about as
2: many times as Saquon Barkley.
1: <laughs> now look, I've worn it a lot the first year, but then I haven't been able to wear it second and third year because the guy's always injured so this is how he, i feel he, about he didn't it. miss
2: a game after his second Jersey, year actually throw
1: that crap away oh wow and guess what you got rid of him i don't need a player on my team that's a lot of raw talent you saw in his first year but he can't stay healthy if someone can't stay healthy why do you have him what's the point of having him his trade value is gone you best like just shipping off in free agency when after his rookie contract ends
0: no like, you want you, picks you want compensation
1: you do, but what's his trade value? You, you can't get a first-round pick for him.
0: No, you wouldn't according, get
1: a 1st According
2: to Jordan Schultz, he um,
1: was first like round an NFL.
2: According to Jordan Schultz, who's an NFL insider, he says Shane wants a first-round pick and is kind of just posturing. I think Shane comes from the NFL GM school where any player you get a call for, you take it and hear what they're willing to offer. It doesn't matter their status. It doesn't matter how much they're worth. If you're on the Kansas City Chiefs, he'd take calls for Patrick Mahomes, right? Like that's the kind of GM. Yeah, why not?
0: Why not?
1: Now, yeah. um, let me, ta- no, let me yeah. tell you something real quick. The Giants were way better off when Gallman was... Gallman's just running right down the middle again, like five, six yards. Oh, Cincinnati. Gallman. I thought
0: you were t- trying to talk about Gettleman. I was like... Oh, no. no go ahead, Ziggy. Go ahead, Ziggy. Finish your thought.
1: Sorry, Ziggy. Finish.
2: No, it's good. It's Look, Saquon's a good player, and I have to wonder if they might be able to get... If he starts out strong next year, if they might actually be able to get a little bit more for him.
0: You know, oh, it's... Yeah. You're thinking, but, are you thinking mid-season trade?
2: Saqu- Saquon sells tickets. That's a fact, and yep. honestly, the Giants have to make a pitch to season ticket holders right about now to renew after a lot of mediocrity. I think just for that reason alone, unless you're able to get at least a third round pick for him, you don't move him. He's a leader; guys like him. I I don't think there's a reason to just want to dump him, especially with how poor the Giants' offensive line has been. I'm with I don't you. Know. I get. I'm I get. Fans you. are frustrated. Fans are right to be frustrated. Look, but.
1: He's, okay. coming off, he's coming off an injury. He looked like he was a little scared to, to run on his leg a bit because he didn't want to get re-injured, from my perspective. But it's also hard when you don't have an O-line. But when are the Giants going to get an O-line? Because they've been trying to get an O-line for the past five, six, seven years, and they still haven't gotten an O-line.
0: I guess that's the big question there. Is, so, is and he... Saquon
1: did very good without an O-line his first year. So those excuses start to go away after a while if you're not performing.
0: Yeah, the big question ultimately becomes, is he part of the rebuild plan? Which he has been this entire time, but the benefit was that he's been on the rookie deal. Once he's off that rookie deal, who knows? He, he probably won't go higher than... He won't be the highest paid running back in the league. I don't think you, he, I don't think he ask, can ask for that.
1: Wait, let me ask you guys a question. Would you guys rather have Saquon Barkley or Daniel Jones as a party to rebuild it? You can only pick one.
0: Barkley, I'd
2: rather have Barkley. Sa- yeah, Saquon because Not Daniel Jones is. I'd rather have a medium. Let's say Saquon's the worst running back in the league. Mm-hmm. I'd still rather have the worst running back in the league than the worst quarterback in the league. And Daniel oh, yeah. Jones might be the worst. I mean, I'd probably pick
1: Saquon, Saquon also. But
0: Saquon, Saquon is a wait, generational wait. talent when he's healthy. Like he's someone who can attract other players to come play, other other coaches in, in, to come to see, New see, York see. when he's healthy.
2: Here's the thing you've got to remember about Saquon, though. Running backs fall off hard when they hit about the age of 28.
0: That's just a uh, fact. The great ones, though, the great ones, I I push that to third.
1: Nah, Saquon has to go. We have to – because what's going to happen is – let me tell you what's going to happen. New York's known for just spending all the money in the world on players that just can't perform. Now, what's going to happen is Saquon's going to come back to New York – maybe we're gonna give him a lot of money he's gonna get injured again it's gonna be pointless so I don't want that to happen I Mike's want just hitting reset
0: Mike's just hitting the blow it up yeah Mike's just hitting the reset yeah, I've point. seen it I've
1: seen it with the Knicks all the time the Giants pay John paid Galladay Galladay didn't catch a touchdown all the year I'm pretty sure maybe one I don't know Galladay's Galladay's trash We I paid would him think, like a yeah. mil. Kenny
2: Galladay was probably the worst signing in free horrible, horrible. The last horrible.
1: Year. We you all know it. how many
2: receiving yards he got in 14 games of 76 me. targets. Please tell me. 521.
1: And how many touchdowns? S- what, zero?
0: Zero but, touchdowns. Ziggy, yeah. would you, when would you would you extend Saquon at any point? Um, unless if you can get him to agree
2: to a deal, like somewhere around six, seven, eight million a year, right? Like a Melvin Gordon kind of deal, go good. ahead. He won't, he yeah, they're, they're, someone's gonna pay more, right? So
0: you so you let him go into free agency next year.
2: I'd rather have a year of Saquon with all the Face of the franchise, ticket sales he brings than a fifth round pick.
0: You yeah. could, do but, but but you won't
2: extend him. Not unless no, I might consider franchise tagging him, but I would that's, not extend him. Yeah,
0: yep, that's that's my thought too. I, I wouldn't trade him right now unless you get that first round pick. First round yeah, pick, I just, take it. But well, absolutely, second yeah. round pick, I take second it. Second round, third round take, pick, yeah. I take it. Yeah, third round, I wouldn't. But yeah, so there you go. A lot, a lot, a lot of conversation around Saquon Barkley. Uh, and one last thing, we'll talk about before we wrap it up here. And this is going to be a lot of fun once we get into July, August, early September of next year. This is a group of people on this show who are big-time fantasy football players, very emotional fantasy football players. Uh, so we'll quickly touch on it because why not, why not tickle that excitement a little bit right now? Guys, if the season started today and we are having our fantasy draft, what I want to know is who, we'll, say, we'll say half PPR um, yeah, I have PPR leaks. Don't care I mean, about the settings. Yep. Oh, all right. All right. Who would you take with the number one overall pick? Ziggy, I'll let you, go, you first go first because you are. You seem like you have it locked and loaded.
2: Look, there's only one
0: player you can It's going to be through. Cooper Cup?
2: No, it's not going to be Cooper Cup because Cooper Cup's going to regress because defense are going to pay more attention to it. It's not going to be a tight end because Travis Kelsey broke his streak. He's not as reliable anymore and Mark Andrews isn't worth it. It's not going to be a running back, because running backs, all they do oh, no. is oh, run no. ten, t- run, no. run like 10 times and get hurt, right? Like Derrick no. Henry gets hurt. Jonathan Taylor is going to get hurt. The only player you can justify of the number one overall pick is a young, promising player who smashed records, who's tied to one of the best quarterbacks in the league and one of the best offenses in the league that's going to fix Chase. its only weakness. It's we obviously Jamar Chase. Chase. It's obviously Jamar Chase.
0: Would you seriously do that? Be be real here. Would you seriously take him number one overall? Here's the thing about Jamar,
2: besides the fact that he's going to bring you a lot of joy of how good he is, he's not going to get hurt, and he's going to produce you a hell of a lot of points. Running backs get hurt a lot. What you want to do in your early rounds is get elite wide receivers, volume and touchdown guys, right? Guys with a high floor and a high ceiling. And then you just draft as many backup running backs as you possibly can. And then you roll in wealth as every running back around the league gets hurt. (laughs) Happens every year. Happens every year. Guys scramble to. Jamar
0: Chase, number one overall. (laughs) I absolutely would. Mike, who would you take?
1: I don't even know if I want to answer after that. He's gonna he's gonna
2: say Jonathan Taylor because he's a baby.
1: No, it would be Alvin Kamara because he's the best pass catching running back in the NFL. (laughs)
2: With the good you, there's no way you take you, Alvin There's no way you take Alvin Kamara. The Saints don't have a quarterback, don't have an offensive line, don't have any receivers. Kamara got hurt this year, and he sucked when he played. Paul, you and I know.
1: Jonathan Taylor, no, <laughs> Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara is very solid every single year. Jonathan Taylor, I'm just not taking. I don't want to take a Colt. Player. I mean, J-
0: I J- JT was was great. No,
1: he's good, but I don't think he'll have the season as he did last year. He just won't. And the problem with Alvin Kamara would have had a as good of a season as him if the Saints quarterback stayed healthy and they passed the ball to him.
2: Oh, so if the Saints, yeah, so you're admitting the quarterback situation, the Saints, the problem. You know what run yeah, what it, position a Alvin Kamara finished at last year? He was RB nine. You know who had more points than Alvin Kamara last year? Damian Harris, James <laughs> Connor,
1: I'm Ezekiel out. Elliott. They got Joe me to one Mixon seat.
2: They got me to one seat last year. Alvin Kamara had yeah, take a look at this. Um, barely more than half as many points as Jonathan Taylor. If
0: you take a That's look insane. at these top five running backs from last year, Jonathan Taylor, Eckler, Mixon, Najee, and James Conner. That's at least according to the website I'm checking out right now. I mean, those guys what? One first round pick, maybe. Eckler, Eckler, and Taylor, maybe were first round picks I'm last not year.
1: Taking, nah, Eckler.
0: It oh, but Ziggy's crazy
2: because he wants to take Jamar Chase early. Yeah. Okay.
1: No I'm one good. takes it. No first overall. No one takes a receiver.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I mean, Take a look at this though. Here, none of who, who was the first big name? Elliot came in at six. Kamara Elliot's, was eight. Elliot's the rest tra- of these guys: Elliot's Fournette, tra- Cordero, Antonio Gibson. Then you have Chubb Jones. Like, I mean, uh, it was a weird year for fantasy. If I had the number one pick. <sighs> Would I take Jonathan Taylor? I, I think I, I, would, I would. I think I'd take Derrick Henry. I think I would take Derrick Henry.
2: It's always a weird year in fantasy. Every year, like three or four guys who are going in mid to late rounds finish us RB1s. Yeah.
1: Every, every single, single year. We get Cooper Cup. Fourth round. He was like a fourth round pick.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The, the reason I would take Henry, though, guys, is because year after year, uh, I get caught up in the McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook. Look, I might take Dalvin because I'm a Viking fan, but I get caught up in the pass-catching element of it, especially for the half PPR, which you should take into consideration. Like, you absolutely should consider that. But Derrick Henry, it seems every Sunday that he's healthy, and he's normally healthy, but every Sunday when he's playing, I look up at the screen, it's the red zone, I see I see Derrick Henry from five yards out or Derrick Henry from 30 yards out. Like he's always scoring touchdowns. He's That's f- all he, is he does. Fr- he is he just trend. scores touchdowns. And when you're inside the five yard line, he's basically guaranteed to get in the end zone.
2: I would just like to see the Titans be a little bit more responsible in their usage of him. They should be. If they use him not. like they did this year, he's going to get. No, no, but the problem is if they use him again, like they used him this year, he's going to get hurt again. You think you it's now. Cannot- you cannot have that many reps as a running back. And
0: you think it's now that he's finally got hurt, Vrabel and Co might take a look and say, "All right, we, we gotta we gotta be reasonable here."
2: I don't think they will, and I think that's why I don't want to take him with an early
0: pick. See, early meaning like top three or four in the first round. If he stays healthy and they use him the way that they have in the past, I mean, you're you're guaranteed to get a top three running back. Yeah, and uh, but if you if you lose him. <laughs> If you lose them, then, uh, you know, tough sledding. And and there's nope. not a clear RB2. There's no handcuff there in Tennessee. If you Vince Lombardi rose from the grave, right. in the Browns, right. they might right. win a championship, right? All right. I might change my mind in the next few months, but Derrick Henry right now would be my pick. What? You know, Paul,
1: speaking of fantasy, we have a little bit of fantasy punishments we need to do. We
0: do have some punishments. We do have some punishments. Some and, makeup
1: ones and, now, and uh some recent ones. And AKA now that David is
0: full-fledged on the show we have to have the troy bolton dead on it music video that he has to pretty much recreate shot for shot so we'll get our good camera when i go back to new jersey in may we'll get our good camera we'll head out to a golf course and and we'll put uh we'll put david's vocal cords to the test that'll be pretty entertaining
2: (laughs) you know i know some i know some things about music videos actually a lot of people don't know that I had a a middle school science project appear in a Taylor Swift music video. A lot of people don't know that about me, (laughs) but I'm I'm on the inside of the music industry, right? Taylor Swift takes my phone calls. You guys need any help? Let me know.
0: Yeah, just just think about that. Ziggy's artwork made Taylor Swift's music video.
2: Really, Taylor Swift would not have made it big if it weren't for me. Me and Kanye are at
1: about the same part- level of
0: importance to Taylor Swift.
1: Ziggy <laughs> had a part of Taylor Swift's success. I love it.
0: I mean, that would be an incredible trio. Ziggy, Kanye, Taylor Swift. I, I, Can you imagine them out to dinner? <laughs> can you imagine that conversation, Ziggy? <laughs> All right, wrap it up. We'll wrap it up. We'll wrap it up. Thanks for listening, guys, on this fun Friday. Uh, make sure you check us out on Instagram, TikTok, and our YouTube page is doing very well. We're going to have more uploads because guys like Mike now know how to edit. Mike is an editor, so we'll have a lot of sort Mike's of. edits coming out. If you, <laughs> you want to call
1: of. me that, if you want to call me that.
0: And, uh, and we're, looking forward, we're looking forward to getting his stuff out there. So thanks for listening, guys. Happy Friday. Have a great weekend. Arrivederci.